0: And now, live from Pod Cabin in Burbank, California, it's the Allison Rosen, is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes your guests. She's a comedian, writer, and ex-mistress of Bebop, lead singer of the California Raisins. It's Betsy Sidaro. And he's a writer, football analyst, and doctor of mustard. It's Dave Damaschek. Tone Zone is here to tell us all about the new OnlyFans he created for his bare naked ass toes. I'm husband, Daniel saying hop on board the Love Bus say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen.
1: Allison, Rosen, Allison, Rosen is your new best friend Allison, Allison, with perfect good times never end Allison, Rosen, do it in the wavy pencil pants again Allison, Rosen, Allison's your new best friend
0: Hello,
2: my little chans. Welcome to another exciting episode of Alice and Rosen is Your New Best Friend. That particular carbohydrate, which I had never heard of until a few minutes ago, was sent in on Patreon. 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 Patreon.com slash Alice and Rosen by Abby. And I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. chan is how it's spelled. Uh, but according to Wikipedia, it is... The uncontested king of Scottish desserts. It has cream, berries, oats, and whiskey. And now no shade to Scotland and their offering of confections. But like uncontested king of Scottish desserts. Are there other ones that it's running against? I would like to know. Uh, Anyway, I'm very, very excited for this episode but usually before now I tell you that um, patreon.com slash Rosen all sorts of fun stuff Patreon weekly bonus episodes of the friend zone zoom parties it's time for me to schedule another zoom party there's a level where you can text me and I'll text you back and then there's a new thing I've been doing called the backstory where for the Monday shows I write up a thing where I say like how the person got booked had I met them before how I felt before the show how I felt during the show how I felt after the show just so much behind the scenes content and people are loving it so far yeah i gotta write up my backstory for this week's monday guest john ross bowie um anyway very excited to welcome my guests this is an all-star lineup betsy Sodaro, hello welcome back oh hello thank you for having me back so excited to have you back. Tony has made some drops of various things you said, and they have quickly become my favorite drops. So even though you haven't whoa. been on the show, see like that, whoa, we're going to have to make a drop of Tony. Even though you haven't been <laughs> on the show in a little while, we've been hearing you every week. But it's nice oh to have you. Oh my
1: California are so cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice to yeah. have you in the flesh dave damashek hello and welcome i think this is your first time on the thursday show but like your fifth time on the show
3: i have no idea it's too much uh it, it's it's an embarrassment of riches for for me um especially because yeah i know what the name of the show is but i want to say a special hello to my new pal the fax man what's
4: happening
3: how you doing you could also do a Beatles classic, you know? The Fax Man. That's right, yeah. Maybe work that one up. Workshop right. that.
2: Um, <laughs> look, I'm happy to share the wealth of the Fax Man's friendship, but this is mm. now the second friend. And remember, Dave, when you came on the Monday show, you gave me a little bit of shit for dropping a name. Yes. And I think it was on that show that Tony revealed that my real-life friend... Mary Lynn Rice Cup had become his friend. And I was like, what's going on here? And now you're going to be friends with Tony? I don't know.
3: Because he's the thax man. Yeah. <laughs> Mary Lynn Rice Cup. I mean, you did it again. Right out of the gate. You, you, you went back. You called back to our last conversation just so you could drop the name again. It's outrageous. I'm an evil mastermind. Some people say. I would like
2: to also welcome uh, my husband, Daniel, to the show. Hello.
0: Hello. How's everybody doing?
2: Uh, Daniel, when Dave Mm -hmm. was last on, since we've already called back to that episode, uh, Mm -hmm. we were calling Tony the Fax man, and then I shared the time that you referred to yourself as the Q man. That's what I thought you called yourself, but then I corrected myself, and I'm like, no, you called yourself Q monster. Sometimes. Which one? (laughs)
0: It it depends. Sometimes I'm the Q man. Like if I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Sometimes I'm the Q monster when I'm I'm feeling the old. Uh, what do you call it? The id. The more closer to Quants. the once. Oh, you know what I'm saying? When I'm going in for that uh, that extra slice of pizza.
3: I'm a little Uh-oh. worried though about this marketing campaign that you've undertook here. I think you could get some people sliding in, into your DMs and otherwise that you may not be soliciting. If you're calling yourself Q or something, Uh-oh. some variation on that, that could be a can of worms that you. End yeah, all to those crack. James
1: Bond fans.
0: <laughs> listen, at this point, I'll take any followers I can get.
1: Okay. <laughs> no. So, if Q followers,
0: I'm I'm fine. Oh, listen, nice. I'll, I'll just lead them down a happier road.
1: <laughs> oh that's nice
2: we do have happens. a lot of stuff with a Q on it you have like a ice uh, yeah. bucket by the way when does anyone need a home ice bucket that's like a that's a, a relic of when you had your own bar cart and were it, serving up it's a question drinks.
0: I asked when I received it
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: not out loud was it yeah, on the heels I figure of like the ice all bucket all of our challenge? Q stuff will save us when the shit goes down I'll just be like, look at all this Q stuff. I'm on your side, guys. <laughs> and it'll get us past the, uh, che- the 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 checkpoint.
2: And then also, <laughs> I gave you a copper cup like to make a Moscow Mule in with a Q mm-hmm. on it that you've literally never, ever used.
0: I'm, I'm just saving it for that time when I'm going to make a <laughs> Moscow Mule, honey. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know be.
2: why. Speaking
0: see, of barware. Okay. I noticed before the show started that Dave is drinking water out of a glass. There's a brief conversation about it. Nothing fancier than a gentleman who pours his water into a glass on his desk and drinks it out of the glass.
3: Well, I I appreciate you noticing it. I do it uh, out of a sense of vanity because, yeah, we discuss like... I consider things like how it comes off if my cup is too big, and then I also, if it's too small, then I, then I look at it, and I, I, I'm frustrated that there isn't more water in it. Sort of like when the apocalypse, co- apocalypse comes, and you look at that ice bucket and feel like, wouldn't it be nice if we had some ice in it, but we can't make <laughs> ice, because there's no electricity anymore. <laughs> so it's a, it, right. it, it, you know, I, I guess, uh, but anyway, shout out to you. Thank you for noticing. Thank yeah. you.
2: Wait, let me see this cup. Now, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go to get the video of Look this.
3: At Look at nice. that.
2: That is nice
1: and fancy. It's a nice cup. I worked for a guy. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I,
0: I worked for a guy who was the CEO, and he always had a glass pitcher of water on his desk, and, the, and he would just pour it, and it was just like, this guy, this is why he's the guy.
1: Yeah. Power, he probably power came power in, in
0: in the mail room and just brought in <laughs> his pitcher of water, and they were like...
1: Promote him! Kid, we gotta
3: promote him! Yeah, we got an office for you. Is here. he Don <laughs> Draper? That's, I mean, that, we gotta get back to the days where that was just a, a, acceptable as a society, that you just had you had a, a variety of boozes in your personal office there. Totally. What, what, what will you have, you know? It was a better day. I know that the whole point of Mad Men was like, can you believe their behavior? That's outrageous, you know? But there were some good things, too. <laughs> the the real point was they had bar carts. <laughs> exactly,
2: Daniel, yes. my uh edit- the editor in chief of Time Out New York when I worked there. Not the uh, there was a there was a changing of the guard while I was there, but the the one they brought in also had I can't remember if it was a carafe, but it was glass. It was either a glass carafe or a glass pitcher on his desk. And I was just like, this is a well-hydrated man.
0: Well-hydrated, yeah. That is That's it does seem to, to be what
2: happens when you get to the top, and he also had a little um, mini refrigerator in his office that was under his desk. And I was like, oh. I always wondered what goes on in there. I, I never cool. ever saw him take anything out of it.
1: I bet it's full of just string
2: cheese. <laughs> That's what mine would be. <laughs> I I sometimes I travel with light string cheese. Smart. It's a good little snack. It really, and you'd be surprised how long it stays fresh. I've actually – but sometimes I'll find like a stick of string cheese in my purse that I forgot about, and that is no longer fresh. Right. It definitely yeah. has turned. You can tell it turns because it gets um, – like the plastic puffs out. Like the cheese oh. itself is is off-gassing. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> – am remiss Tony I forgot to introduce you I'm sorry oh, no. hello to Tony the bad boy <laughs> of podcasting now I and I am it's, you thought I was gonna introduce you but my gums still flapping uh, oh, No,
4: I, ne- I never expect to be this- <laughs> too busy talking about Mary Lynn
2: yeah um, <laughs> I you know Months and months of not remembering to introduce you to like minute thirty or forty, and then I was really on my game for like a month and a half there, and I've, I've fallen off again because we're at like minute twelve. Hello, welcome.
4: Hi, thanks. It's good to good to be back. I missed last week, but I'm back.
2: You're back and better back-side. than ever.
4: No, not true. But I'm here.
2: <laughs> but you're getting by. Um, getting now by. there's a time on your T-shirt again. There's a Patreon perk. The video. It looks like it says 930. Patreon. What are we looking at?
4: It does. It says 930. But why? It is, a, it is a shirt for the 930 Club, which is one of my favorite venues. It's in Washington, D.C. Uh, mm. I've played there many times, and it, it's always a special place to play yeah. for me because I uh, used to drive up. to When I lived in Richmond, Virginia, I would drive up to shows in D.C., because uh, they would get a lot better shows than Richmond, so I would go there a lot, and then uh, years later got to play there a bunch, and so it was always exciting. <sighs> That's to
1: That's so there. cool.
2: Is do they do? Does something special happen at the time nine thirty, or is the address like nine thirty, but they decided to make it look like a digital readout?
4: Neither. I, there was they had an older location that I never had been to. Uh, I don't know if it has something more to do with the old location, and they just kept the name. I really don't know. I've actually always wondered that, but never bothered looking it up.
2: If anyone from the 9.30 club is listening, please write in.
1: Let us know. A-R-I-Y-N-B-F show at G. Is 9.30, like, the, the perfect time to rock and roll?
4: I mean, is there ever a bad time, Betsy?
1: That's true. Nope. never ever there's never a bad time to rock and roll man (laughs) uh dave you mentioned being very
2: vain earlier and that Mm -hmm. segues right into something i wanted to share with you guys uh i had a meeting earlier today and it was i expected it to be a zoom meeting but it was a google meet or a meet google or i don't know what it was and i was like this is a whole new platform i don't know how this is gonna go It, it was fine But it's weird how accustomed to Zoom I am. Anyway, that's not the vanity part. The vanity part is (laughs) near the end of the meeting, one of the guys was saying earnestness. There was a question of like tone and earnestness. And he said earnestness a few times. And then he's like, earnestness. Is that a word? And then I, instead of just sitting there and allowing (laughs) people to think I was smart, opened up my mouth and I said, is it earnesty?" And then because it suddenly seemed like it could be the word. Uh, and then everyone, there was not that many people, but it felt as if everyone was like, Ernesty, Ernest, no, like there's a lot of chatter about how that was definitely not a word. They weren't being mean, but they were just questioning whether it was a word. And then I don't know anything else that happened in the meeting. Cause I just was sitting there going like, hey. I feel so silly for having for some me, a person who prides herself on knowing words and stuff. I can't believe and why did I feel the need to chime in they were everyone was doing fine and it's like that thing where they say that the most intelligent people like an indicator of how intelligent they are is like they never say dumb stuff and I was thinking well I just removed myself from the running for that
4: (laughs) yeah that was the first dumb thing you've ever said I think
2: thank you (laughs) thank you very much
0: wouldn't you agree Daniel oh yeah well on mic
2: (laughs) oh come on my track record is pretty good of not being that dumb
0: you're not that dumb
2: thank you I'm crazy Um, (laughs) I am crazy yeah I don't know it's weird usually I don't uh I feel like if if this shows about anything, it's about being human and embarrassing, and also, and I reveal all sorts of embarrassing things all the time. And yet, for that one, I suddenly felt very like, oh, I feel really, really stupid right well, now. Then
3: I I hate the brag then, in, in light of that, that's what the goal of the show is. But in fifth grade, Dave Damischek did not miss a single word on the Friday spelling quizzes. The only Ooh. one. I mean, it was a star. Like she would put a. a uh, who was it, Mrs. McGee or was it Mr. McBride? I don't remember the teacher, but I remember my perfect record. Very um, Irish school. Gold though. stars all. I mean, uh, silver stars all the way across the way. Wow. Me and Kristen Larson were in a battle till about two thirds of the way through the school year. Then she fell. She missed a single word. Hell yeah, she did. (laughs) Perfect. Damashek. What was
1: the word she missed? What
3: was the word? That I don't remember. That (laughs) That I can't recall. It doesn't matter to me because she she finished second, meaning she finished last or whatever the saying goes. Damashek, undefeated record. As far as I know, no one's ever matched uh, my remarkable record. Congratulations, Dave. Well, thank, I, could I ask a quick question to Q? Because he mentioned glasses a minute ago to remind me. And I'm curious how you feel about this, how everybody feels about this, um, because this is, uh, this is a bad one. I forget even where this one came from, this particular glass. But for quarter century now, it, it's not a tea test to Dave. But I have people in my company steal glasses for me, pint glasses that I like. Um, and of course they say, well, why don't you take it yourself? And I say, cause that's not the way it works. You have to take it for me so that we will remember this special occasion. Every time I see this glass and it actually does work. Every time I take a glass down, I always think like, oh yeah, you know, who got me this? My ex-girlfriend or something like that. And so everybody does it dutifully. My mother, my own children have done it for me. Wow. Please. <laughs> and, and the only one who won't do it for me. Is my wife? Wow. She thinks yep. it's wrong. Yeah, everybody okay. else thinks it's wrong too, but they do it <laughs> because I ask them to do it because I'm making memories. Yeah. But not her. Not her. I think. I think she's in the wrong. How say you? I start with you. Q.
0: Tell her. Ask her how how she expects you to remember her. Mm-hmm. That's a <sighs> Without great, that good. Without that pint
3: glass, there's no good answer to that one. I think no. I win. You're right.
1: <laughs> well, I. Um, Go ahead. Would would you steal any like stuff for her?
3: I mean, I'm not a criminal. You know, I don't wanna wind <laughs> up in the joint doing it doing a stretch for boosting glasses out of uh out of islands. You know, I don't know.
1: <laughs> islands,
2: very good. <laughs> How are they doing it? Are they like finishing it and then wiping it out and then putting it in a bag or something or is it like the less that's, you know the better? That's their
3: business. That's their business. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be implicated. I don't know. What do I know? I don't know what they're up to. Like I didn't <laughs> know they were. T- um. No. Yeah. I, I'll. I'll sometimes assist, put a little napkin in there so that there's no leaking or anything else. Mm-hmm. Women tend to do it, or they tend to be better candidates for the thievery because they have handbags and I don't. So they, it, I, that that's where it starts.
0: I feel like I side with Christopher Moltisanti on this one, which is, um, she's not willing to do 18 years for you. Hmm. You know, (laughs)
3: is she worth it at all? She deserves what she gets. Dave, in
2: general, is she a very um, rule-following person?
3: I mean, I can see you're probing as uh, the defense attorney. Well, for whatever reason, you've decided already to take her side. I don't know why. <laughs> I just want to I, understand. Not material. Not material. It does uh, Does she follow the rules? I guess to some degree, and then other rules she doesn't follow. It's basically what she wants to do and when she wants to do it, but not when it comes to getting Dave the glass that he wanted just to make memories, another magic night. Now flush down the toilet because we couldn't bring that glass home with you, and that's on <laughs> you, lady.
2: I mean, <laughs> I'm just wondering. Okay, this is a me- this is- I'm going to use a metaphor. It might okay. be an analogy. It's a hypothetical. A simile. I don't even know what it is. I'm just
3: going to just as d- long as you deliver it with the greatest of earnesty. I think <laughs> we will all be. Able- I was earnest.
2: <laughs> Look at the. Get ready for some earnesty. Now, Daniel and I are married. I'm married to Q. And let's <laughs> say he wanted to do some like freaky sex act. Someone name a freaky sex act.
1: I, like, take a shit on you or something.
2: Yes. Let's say he wanted <laughs> Hot. to take a shit on me.
0: Mm.
2: And I found... Fa- but let's say his thing with everyone was taking a shit on them. Mm-hmm. Tee-hee. And so he had all these memories of, like, I'll never forget when I took a shit on our friend Izzy or when I took a shit on uh. your sister or I took a shit on you know, this guy that I went to school with or whatever, and then he wanted to take a shit on me, I might feel like, well, it's not, it's not our special thing because you're, you're shitting on everyone we know. And I get that it's important to you and you've made it a test of, of our relationship. But like, I don't just want to be one of the many people you shit on.
0: I feel like you're letting your ego get in the way of my happiness.
2: But Daniel, you're putting
0: your, you're putting your own, uh, pride. Instead of your buttocks. Yeah. Above what makes me happy, sweetheart. I just want shit on Aren't
2: I just another (laughs) chest to you? Aren't I just another chest? Like you, you do this
3: with everyone.
0: Uh, think of it more like, um, you're, you, that's the only way to get into the inner circle.
3: But we're married. Oh, you want to cut? Oh yeah. Hey, uh, I, I, I was going to get you a present um for uh, your birthday but everybody gets you a present so i'm differentiating myself yeah. you get nothing for me right wow that has brought us closer no it has at least hasn't half it, the allison.
0: world is in that hasn't been shit on by me club right. and that's the world that's the that's the circle you want to be in
3: i'm why just- are you so uptight take a poop allison
0: <laughs> yeah Seriously. come
2: on honestly honestly Throughout the whole thing, I was thinking it would work better if Daniel was the one who wanted people to take shits on him. The idea that he's like Uh, shitting on everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I I rest as the defense attorney here. I rest my case, Dave.
4: Either way, I don't know that um, shitting on people is a good comparison to glass stealing.
2: Well, they both might be a little bit outside of someone's comfort zone. Look, I'm like a nerdy rule follower myself who's always... When I go through airport security and I don't get caught for nothing that I have on me, I'm always like, oh, (laughs) phew. So I could understand being nervous to have someone shit on my chest or nervous to steal a cup.
0: Now, Dave, now that you've admitted this publicly, Mm. now that the the Johnny Law is going to hear about this, Mm -hmm. are you worried that you're going to have... You know, when you go to a bar and you order a Moscow Mule and they charge you $30 so that you don't <laughs> steal the copper mug. Is this going to start happening now with your pint glasses?
3: Yeah, they're gonna, well, I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to get fingered by, uh, by security or the bouncer yeah. or shame the devil, Johnny Law. Otherwise, they're going to be like, there's the guy who likes to poop on everybody. Oh, no, there's the guy who likes <laughs> to have other people steal glasses for him all the time. Lock him up. Yeah, it's a, it's a real concern. I may have said too much already.
0: You may have to I, cut this out.
4: I was once in a very awkward scenario involving this exact type of thing of glass stealing at a bar. Uh, I was on tour, and I think it was like somewhere in Northern California, and a couple of my bandmates were at a bar and they had like texted me and told me where they were, and I ended up meeting them. but they'd probably already been there i don't know at least a half hour before I got there, uh, probably longer and I show up. And it's not a very big bar. It's not that busy. And I go up at one point and I order a drink. And this is... Keep in mind, I just got there. I think it might (laughs) have been the first drink I ordered. And the bartender knows that I was sitting with them and he just immediately goes, "Uh, I know that uh, suddenly two of my... uh," And he named like a specific type of beer glasses are uh, suddenly missing. And uh, you guys are the only ones that were ordering those. So... uh, really need you to uh, put those back and cuz apparently and it was true my <laughs> band members did take them but like I was so annoyed at them because I had just gotten there and then he's coming down on me for doing it and first of all how dumb were they that they're doing this there was like two other people in the whole bar <laughs> yeah that was that was not uh, that was not a comfortable situation
0: was this one of those places that served beer? Like each kind of beer was in a different kind of glass. They at least had like a few of those.
3: Yeah. And oh, uh, they deserved it then. Q, I know where Q's head is, and we yeah. park our cars in the same garage on this one. Shameless. On. That's what they <laughs> deserved. That I,
2: the though. only kind. Okay, that sh- is it called chamay? That Chimay. like oh yeah. yeah, I've seen the chamay glass. What other kinds of specialty glasses for different beers are there?
4: Well, they'll just, like, literally, it'll, it won't necessarily be that the glass is special, but they'll, like, just have, like, the logo of a certain beer oh. printed on it.
2: Okay, what Do you remember what kind it was?
4: I don't. This was probably 10 years ago.
3: So what ended up I predict, happening? I'm trying to, th- I'm, I'm, I'm assessing the people here on this conversation, a part of this conversation. I'm wondering who's done the most severe crime in.
1: Ooh. Oh
3: I mean, Allison was in a punk band, so that, you know, she should have been huh. a neer do well, but I don't but now she just announced she's a rule follower. So
2: kinda, you know, yeah.
3: Faxman's in a band. He had to get into some uh, some tough situations out on Crashing the road, hotel right? rooms. Yeah, that yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah Tony you're
1: messed up man (laughs) we know you're the most fucked
3: up dude (laughs) scoring smack in alley that's illegal friend (laughs) doing things doing unspeakable things I'm not gonna make the poop joke again but I don't know what you did in exchange for getting uh, your fix so you can uh, get your shot I
4: I wish I had something exciting I could throw out there but the, the truth of the matter is I'm probably very much like Allison in this way where like I feel like i'm a I'm a very boring person that's gotten to do a lot of exciting things <laughs>
2: Thank you <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, except you didn't do all the exciting things <laughs> my, uh, that's
2: good. so there was a a, a short lived show called the Extreme Gong Show, which they brought back the gong show I and that. my band was on the extreme gong show and it was a Whoa. very very long day and there was like someone there who his act involved live lobsters. I just remember him sitting there with live lobsters in the backstage and it like did not smell very good at all. And so the band decided if we get gonged, let's just continue to play. Hell yeah. And that made me very, very, I, I went along with it because I want to follow rules, but I also want to be accepted and liked But it made me very uncomfortable. And I was just like, this is a very, very bad idea. Because there's like someone with a walkie-talkie and a clipboard. Let's just do what they (laughs) tell (laughs) us to do.
0: Got to follow the rules of the gong show. I know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But thankfully, the problem resolved itself. Because when we got gonged, our power was killed. So I just remember like doing one more strum and no noise came out. And then we just shuffled off. Oh, wow. But And then this um, Cajun Zydeco Act 1. And I remember my parents like calling me or something and saying, uh, they, I, I don't know how they had watched, maybe it was live, the extreme gong show live, that's possible. Um, and they're like, it is a, is a, is a, has a commercial on the show. So we think it was fixed, <laughs> 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 which I always thought was insane, except in retrospect Maybe they did know ahead of time who was going to win because if the show was, yes, I think it was live. If the show was live, that would be difficult to have it be that up in the air, right? I don't know. I don't do game shows.
3: I just I mean, wish you would have done the punk thing. I mean, Ozzy Osbourne, you know, the metal guy, bit the head off of a dove or whatever it was. You should have grabbed one of those lobsters and done like that's Daryl that's Daryl right. Hannah and splash and just rock with your teeth, just bit it and bitten it in half. They would have had <laughs> Chuck Barris <laughs> would have had no choice but to give you the victory.
0: Can I'm they ungong you? Because that would have been an ungong. Yeah, that would
3: have been an ungong for sure. I,
0: mean,
1: I, would yeah. have,
2: I think they would have regonged me. Um, it. Oh, Tony, will you look up Extreme Gong Show? Because I feel like the person who hosted it, like it was someone that I know from something else. Yeah, I missed my window because I was very rule-followy when I was in the band. And then I moved to New York. And that's when I really, you know, turned into Daryl Hannah and bit the head off lobsters and did. (laughs) I made up for lost time uh, in terms of all the dumb things that young people do that I was doing a little bit too old. Uh, Smoked
3: a menthol cigarette.
2: Yeah, well, I don't, I don't get the reference. What the worst
3: thing. Oh, I'm just wondering what Allison Rosen considers <laughs> to be the worst thing she's ever done.
2: Oh, I just mean drugs, but I didn't do smack. I'm waiting until I turn 80. Oh, okay. I just mean, like, okay. I experimented <laughs> with drugs and, you know, had, a, like, slept around a bit. And what oh. else did I do? That's about it. Did you find anything, Tony?
4: Yeah, it, it doesn't specifically say that it was live, but it sounds like it was because the celebrity judges were replaced by call-in votes.
2: Yes, that. Is ringing oh. a bell. And this was back before Twitter and before... Uh, and I, there was nowhere I could post, like, hey, everyone, call in. I think I might have sent an email or something. Did it say who the host was?
0: Uh,
4: sorry. I... Was it actually still... It wasn't still... Because it mentions Chuck Barris at one point, but he wasn't still hosting at that point. Oh, George Gray.
2: That sounds... I don't know who that is, but that sounds right. I don't either. And then I feel like there was a woman... His Vanna. I see a
4: mention of a woman. Hmm.
2: While you look for that, allow me to tell you guys about the <laughs> Ring Alarm System. Protect your home with Ring Alarm. For a special offer, go to ring.com forward slash best friend. It's the perfect way to start your Ring experience. Uh, I love this so much. When we moved into this house, Daniel wanted to get an alarm system. And so I shopped around a bit and there were... Uh, the drawbacks to some of the ones that we were looking at. I didn't want to have to like deal with a company coming over and setting it up and everything. Uh, and then I was talking to the guy who straightened, straightens my hair, who is very thorough with research. And I mentioned, I asked him, do you have an alarm system, blah, blah, blah. And he said that he had just gotten the Ring alarm system. And I'd, I was familiar with Ring because we have a Ring doorbell like everyone and rely on it and can't imagine life without it. Uh, I didn't realize they had an alarm system, but he's like, yeah, I just bought it and I set it up myself and that very much appealed to me and then we got it and we love it. Daniel, how easy was it to set up?
0: It's super easy to set up. And can I tell you one of the benefits I just realized we get from it? Yes. So we have like a motion detector in the front room. And uh, our oldest son will sometimes get up in the middle of the night and either come uh, bunk with us or just hang out in the living room and watch his uh, videos. And I can see when he got up because I get a tag on the motion sensor. So I know how much sleep he got.
2: That is brilliant. Because we've been like wondering, we, we often wonder what time he came in. This whole time, we actually had that info right there. It's just great. It's great for peace of mind. Um, When we we went on vacation a long time ago, but it was especially wonderful then because we just felt very secure. Uh, You get a little notification. You set up sensors around the house, like on your windows, doors, et cetera. Um, It takes like, you can do it yourself. It's so easy to set up, work seamlessly with your other Ring products. Protect your home anytime from anywhere with Ring Alarm. Go to ring.com slash best friend for a special offer on a Ring Alarm security kit today. You can build the system that's right for your home and have it up and running in minutes. That's ring.com slash best friend. That's ring.com slash best friend. Okay, um, I also want to talk to you guys about Toodaloo, which is trail mix and it is my favorite thing to say. Daniel, how much fun have we been having saying toodaloo, but also snacking on toodaloo? <laughs> uh,
0: a lot of fun. We live very boring lives. <laughs>
2: Excuse me. Even I if mean, no, it's might, fun for anyone. You might Who be wouldn't? exploring the Arctic. Mm-hmm. You could be on a ship. Yes. You could be under the sea. Wherever you, you could be doing something extreme. And saying toodaloo is still going to be exciting. And- Try to think of a <laughs>
0: scenario where saying toodaloo doesn't make it better.
2: I can't think of one. You can, you you can say goodbye to trail mix that's bland, boring, and extremely unhealthy using ingredients. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> literally say goodbye using ingredients grown with chemicals that can harm both you and the planet. Not only that, but most trail mix is filled with processed sugar and dirty nuts that are dry roasted in toxic (laughs) refined oils like canola, palm or soybean, but not toodaloo. Toodaloo is the world's first all natural, totally delicious climate friendly trail mix packed with plant protein, superfoods and adaptogenic herbs like lion's mane, ashwagandha and Rishi to help balance and support your body and mind. Um, I think that my favorite is the maple flavor, and that might also be Owen's favorite. We also had a chocolate-flavored one. They're so good. Uh, and they also, they're protein-packed. Their barbecue flavor smoke show, also delicious, has 42 grams of plant protein per bag. It's also low in carbs and supports energy flow to fuel the, your day. Uh, yeah, it's so good. We got a special offer for our listeners. Get $5 off your first order of Toodaloo. Just visit tootaloocom slash bestfriend. That's tootaloocom slash bestfriend. And Toodaloo is so confident that you'll love it that each purchase is backed by 100% best taste guarantee. This will definitely become your favorite go-to snack. Seriously, the taste is incredible. Visit toodaloo.com slash best friend to try it today. Okay. Snack Chats. So listen.
3: <laughs> Can I say you should, I mean, you could maybe tag that every time with like Toodaloo Trail Mix. The trail mix is so good, you'll say Toodaloo la la. Oh. Right?
2: I like it. that. All
3: right. That would make it even more fun.
2: So let's practice that. I'll say toodaloo, and then you tag it.
3: Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> toodaloo! <laughs> the trail makes so good, you'll be saying toodaloo la la. <laughs> better? A little better? I like okay. that. Nice. What's I sort? like that.
2: So, Betsy, I have a question for you, because Daniel yeah. uncovered a project that you worked on um, maybe like a year ago, I'm going to say. Uh, Daniel, called. is it called Mother Mother? No, it was with Rachel Blue. Mother Mary. Oh, yes. Yes. What was this?
1: So it was, we, my friends, uh, Dan Greger and Casey Faye came up with this idea a couple of years ago and we did a web series where I play this character, Mary, who gets uh, uh, pregnant with the second coming of Jesus Christ, like wakes <laughs> up one day eight months pregnant and they were they told me when they were like coming up with the idea we were like they were like we were thinking like who would be the worst person for this to happen to <laughs> and it's you you want to do it i was like yes man yes so we made hell the yeah. web series hell yeah and then um last year pop uh we made a a pilot for for pop tv for it, and it was a blast. But then, um truly, the day we like delivered it, final, like everything in, uh there was an article that came out saying that Pop is not making any original oh. shows oh, anymore. No. <laughs> and we were all just kind of like, Oh, I, they must have known. But I'll, it was, yeah. So, uh yeah. But Does it was a pilot. Exist
0: anywhere where anyone can see it?
1: I'll send it to you. Oh, I'll yay. send it to y'all oh, if you want to watch it. It's very fun. It was the, a it was a dream come true. It was so fun. So we,
0: I, I only saw the trailer for the web series, and it was I was dying. It was so funny. What was it called? Oh, you? Some, Thank
1: you, Mother Mary. Okay, because in I think because when we were doing the pilot, we had to take the web series down i think that was the de- something like that so i wonder if we could put it back up but i'll send you all the pilots so you can watch it yeah. if you want. so uh why would
2: you be the worst person to be pregnant with the second coming of jesus
1: <laughs> i mean i'm so unfit to be a parent <laughs> in every way imaginable i don't want i don't want that responsibility i yeah i don't need that <laughs> it, it, yeah, pretty much. Like they're just kind of I'm I'm still just kind of a child. I I just hang out and play around and stuff. <laughs> and I can I can't take care of another life. But you do you, you have a dog, right? <laughs> uh my roommate does. Okay. Yes. Got Wilma. It. Wilma. Wilma.
2: Um Ooh, I like I like Betsy's
3: calculation week. that everybody else who ha- does have children <laughs> uh, uh decided at some point, you know what? I am mature enough to, to raise someone else. That that's the standard you have to set for yourself, of course, before you get ahead. The funny thing If only well, everybody who had children went through the same thought process that Betsy did, perhaps. Right, I know. Would be a little Betsy's thought
2: process might prove that she actually is responsible enough because that's a responsible thought process.
1: <gasps> Whoa! Oh no! <laughs> I gotta have a kid now! <laughs> <laughs> Truly my nightmare. Uh, would be waking up pregnant. I don't know what I would, I would, that would, re- that would really r- suck. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, would it be better? Would you feel better about having a baby if it turned out it was baby Jesus? Or would that make it worse? Would that be more Ooh,
1: pressure? On I you? mean, that's a lot of pressure, right? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But then,
3: you're
0: famous, super a famous. Pretty-
3: Eternal oh, life, man. probably. He probably gives it to you, right? Like, hey, Do I'm you your think- mother. You know, if mm-hmm. you're if, if you can extend, even like give you extra 50 hundred years, it would be, you
0: oh, know, 50 know. think about years? that. Plus, think. it's like admission into the VIP room in heaven.
1: That is true.
0: You know,
3: you like booze. Guess what? He can turn water into wine. These, true. Kind of would, these are that he could be in a transactional sort of a way. Mm. It could he could be the gift that keeps on giving. Right.
2: You definitely right. get a good reservation somewhere.
0: You hear oh, about those yes. kids that are taught to make mixed drinks for their parents, you know, back in the fifties, Right? you could, you know, just throw parties and have the kid bring out the wine. It
3: is, have them do everything. I'd be okay. like, Hey, look, my wife stole me this glass. And you'd be like, yeah, my son gave me the Holy grail. What do you, <laughs> yeah. you think? You know? <laughs> <laughs> one up me.
1: That's right. Hell yeah. So my I w- son gave me the Holy grail in one cup that will melt you down, <laughs> but leave your swastika pin. <laughs>
2: I like that you guys are comparing which situation would be better or worse because that leads right into what might be a new segment. It could become a regular segment. I don't know. This was suggested by longtime listener, Demian, who is also our, um, oh, my God, Exterminator listener, who I run my bug woes by, uh, and I've met him in real life, and he's delightful, and he suggested – a a which is worse segment where listeners write in like hypothetical scenarios. And Tony, if this is a go, I am going to be asking for the facts man to lay down a track for this. Um, But anyway, Demian suggested the first one. Uh, Okay. Would you rather be blamed for something you did not do? Oh, God. (laughs) Or... See someone else get credit for something good you did.
1: I, uh, I would, I wait, what is it? Would you rather?
2: Oh, blamed for something you didn't do or watch someone else get
1: credit for something that, good that you did. I think I'd w- rather watch somebody else get credit, like getting blamed yeah. for something I didn't do is so scary, like murder <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so scary, <laughs> yeah,
4: I would agree with that. I think it it's, you know uh d- d- depends on the scenario, obviously, but uh I would agree i, w- I yeah. would uh, I'd rather miss out on some credit uh than be blamed for something, I think.
2: I think so, yeah. too. Although I do think that that would feel very unjust, watching someone else get credit for something that you did. But yes, for me personally, it would also feel worse to be blamed for something I did. And also, I really hate being accused of lying when I'm telling the truth. And that is oh. that situation to a T. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. It, that, oh, yeah. Even you just saying that sentence got me like fired up. Of yeah. Being
2: like, no, it's so. Oh, it's an awful. It's awful. Yeah. Are we all in agreement here? Is it would anyone rather uh, watch w- rather be blamed for something they didn't do?
0: No, and I think that if you if someone else is getting credit, you get the side benefit of having uh, your spite tank full.
3: <laughs> You're which right. Is a, yeah. It's
0: own kind of gift. <laughs>
3: yes, yes, you do. I see. Q is again hit on a, an interesting <laughs> angle here. You are not only at the spite. Do you have, but you also have leverage over that person, like... Mm. I will tell everybody whose idea this really was, and if you know if you have anything on record on paper or otherwise, now you now you got something to bargain with mm-hmm. as a vain person, I would I, I detest anyone getting credit for something that I did, especially when there's so few things that I actually did. Credit's doing a lot of work here because what you're saying is by credit, you did something good and blame indicates something bad. Now if it's fel- if it's felony level bad that I did. The problem for me is everybody always, I'm a world-class liar. I can lie and no one would ever know I'm lying. But when what's weird is, and it's true, when I tell the truth, people don't believe me. So if I was like, oh. I did not do that, people would be like, he did it. You can tell by the way he's saying it. That's, <laughs> that's my uh, cross to bear in life. Back that to your sucks. son, Jesus. That sucks, Dave.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm that way with compliments. Like- if I give someone a compliment and I'm sincere, they never believe me.
3: Oh, is, they, they, so, don't, oh they don't trust your honesty. We got to hang yeah. out, me and you. Yeah. We, we, we have a lot of the same problems and uh, <laughs> yeah. we real world commiserate. Here. You're out, Dax man. Q's in. All right. <laughs>
4: oh, it's all right. You can that. just go
2: hang out with Mary Lynn, your other, your other friend.
4: <laughs> He's right. fine. He's fine. So, fun. I mean, you know, so many friends. I have so many options. Doesn't have to be her. There's countless people.
3: No, nah, you're Hell still yeah. you're you're just on the back burner <laughs> just for a little bit, Dax. We'll get back. We'll get back to a good <laughs> place. Yeah. All
2: right, I've got another one and this one was sent in by Stephen Naylor. Which is and this one I feel is for me it's easy. Which is worse, realizing it's Thursday when you thought it was Friday or realizing <laughs> it's Sunday when you thought it was Saturday? Ooh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Being easy. robbed of a weekend day. No, yeah, thank man. you. Yeah.
1: That sucks.
2: You know the only time there there have been brief times in my life where I didn't enjoy the weekend as much as I enjoyed the week and on Sunday I was looking forward to going back to work Monday and it was always and only when I had a crush on someone I worked with. <gasps> ah. Which nowadays that is very frowned down on and it was never like encouraged or anything but I feel like it was more uh, there was a period of time where it was more allowed. Than now, where I don't know, I don't, I have, I haven't been in an office in a long time, so I don't know how it like, goes. Like you mean, do you- like
1: where you feel you could talk about it to other people, or, or, well, I've had
2: plenty of crushes on people I
1: work with. I
2: have very okay. poor boundaries. Um, <laughs> back in the day when I worked in magazines and things like that, and I, I, when I was at Time Out in New York, my boyfriend was also at Time Out in New York, and we kept it a secret we met there we kept it a secret for a while but then it was like everyone seems to know and so then it was just public but oh, he wasn't okay. he and i were peers though i think if he had been my boss or something like that it would have been problematic yeah um but i just feel like everyone is more
3: cautious now right more careful Oh, now. don't let the man do that to you the man wants to take away all our fun the man says no mixing at the office you know it Real life is not like a movie where you go into the produce section of the grocery store and are like checking out cantaloupe and like I don't know how to choose these things. Hi, I'm Dave. Like that just <laughs> no. Yeah, I no one meets people that way. I you know I, you have to be wired as kind of like a cheese ball to pick up pe- pick up women in bars. You have to have a certain. It, it's not just. uh, lack of uh self-awareness you have to just be a kind of a weirdo (laughs) creep on some level to be willing because all the great coxsmen it's not some magic act they have they will tell you across the board like what's your secret why are you with so many women all the time they're like a numbers game you you, mm-hmm. you take 19 shots you get rejected the 20th one comes through it, it, it the mystique around being a coxman has been blown out of the water now at the office it's extra fun though because if it's a secret now it's a, now talk about mystique and relationship yeah and I, no one yeah. knows in the exhilarating prospect of sneaking away and all that. no one knows what's going on that adds to the relationship and the man wants to tamp that down i say fat
2: <laughs> uh, your use of the term Coxman, hmm. is that CK or is that X?
3: Well, I think these days it is CK and it's, and it's not a cute thing. I think it's on the nose. I think if you were to look up on Merriam-Webster, um, like this is what, just a
2: penis, penis man.
3: It just means a, 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 man, a who, penis man who, <laughs> they used penis to call man. it that, right? Penis Who's, man. Wh- whose wiener is well-traveled.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the anyone... thing about dating oh, at the office is we spend so much time at the office that it's ridiculous to think that that's not a place where people. That's what
3: I am really saying. Talk. You don't do it at the grocery store. Where else are you? Where, where else is a normal person going to meet anybody except where they spend fifty hours a week? Of course, right,
0: right.
2: And Daniel, now that you are working from home, you are also dating at the office.
0: I know you would think that I'd wake up every day excited to see the person that I work with, but. it's not not like that unfortunately
2: daniel and i got into a little tiff last night now it is always dangerous everything's fine it's always dangerous when i decide to talk about us getting into a fight because some people are like oh no this makes me uncomfortable you guys are on thin ice or whatever and it really it felt like a big event last night because my feelings got hurt but it's fine. So here's what happened. And I just think it's, I, I suspect the situation is relatable if you also have flies in your house and have recently purchased a fly swatter. <gasps> so- <laughs> totally just did. Did Uh-oh. you? Okay. Actually, yeah. my mother-in-law bought a three-pack of fly swatters, kept one for herself, gave me two. I've nice. never owned a fly swatter. My parents have so many fly swatters and they keep them. I have
4: had it with these bugs.
2: They keep them in their the same cabinet that their trash can is in. Mm -hmm. And you open up the door to the trash and you get hit in the face with like six fly swatters. It's Ah. terrible. It is. I (laughs) when I so I lived in New York and then I moved back and I lived with them until I moved to L.A. And it was one of – and I know there's a – it's problematic to be 30-something or 30 living with your parents and griping at them about the way they keep their house. But I did have a real problem with, like, when I lean down to put something in the trash or get the trash can out, I get hit in the face with fly swatters, and it's gross. So anyway, I was – I didn't have a fly swatter, but we did have some flies. So now there's this one motherfucker who's, like, been slowly flying around the house, and I was like, I have the weapon. I'm going to get this guy. So – I was camp I was like Elmer Fudd with this thing. Like I don't know if I I don't even know if I have what it takes to have a weapon because I was very obsessed with like I'm going to you know just waiting for him to anyway. So Daniel walks in and I decide to multitask. I decide to both try to kill the fly and also have a discussion about how I'm concerned about the recall efforts in California. I'm afraid we're <laughs> going to end up with Larry Elder. So we talk about this a little bit. And I, Daniel and I are talking. <clears throat> I say that when I first heard about the recall, I wasn't really sure how I was supposed to vote because I don't think that I think Newsom is that. Gr- I don't really know how I feel about Newsom. I was like pro Newsom, but now I'm a little bit like I don't know. But at the same, it was explained to me that like you have to vote no unless you want Larry Elder. Like there's a time and a place to vote Newsom out. If that's how we want to go, this is not the time. This is like a way to get someone awful in. But I feel like a lot of people don't understand this. And so a lot of people are just like, yeah, burn it all down, vote him out. And we're going to, it's going to be, it could be disastrous. So Daniel's weighing in. And then I see the fly again. And so then I'm like, oh, there he is, that motherfucker. And then I'm like, going to, you know, trying to swat him. And then I feel that Daniel has, to me, and he claims this didn't happen, but I feel that he has shut down. And I feel like he's mad at me or judging me. And I'm like, is he upset about what I said about Newsom? What's going on? And I say, are you mad at me? Are you annoyed or something? What's going on? And he's like,
3: well, and I'm, I'm going to mischaracterize what he said, I'm sure. but Well, he- why, I mean, he's sitting right there. Why don't you just act it out for <laughs> us? Why don't you just do <laughs> yeah, the dialogue? Yeah, okay. when, <laughs> you need, when you need action lines, throw them out. But I yeah. think you two can carry the day here. I <laughs> am gonna-
0: curious what her characterization is, though. <laughs>
3: All right. Oh, okay. I see. So
2: I say, "Are you annoyed at me?" And he says, "Let me see if I can remember." Well, it's just I'm trying. I'm trying to make a point, and you're like screaming, and you just keep screaming. So I just stopped. (laughs) Is that that accurate? I'm
0: not sure. I'm not sure that's that's accurate. Maybe we need to get one of those ring security cams. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Daniel, you sound old.
4: you sound a lot like me when I asked her why she <laughs> unplugs the equipment.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. When Tony was filled with rage right. and demanded to know why I unplugged the equipment. And I felt frightened. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: <laughs>
2: how do you think you said it?
0: Oh, I don't know. I, uh, look, if you ask me at any given point of any given day... If I'm annoyed with you, the answer is going to be probably. What? But How is this so making you, it you, better? You asked. You asked and I answered. Don't ask next time. What? No. Look, here's the deal. Uh, I was, there was some conversation happening and I was trying to say something. And every time I tried to finish a thought, you screamed about the fly. <laughs> And interrupted me. <laughs> and so at a certain point, I stopped trying and I went back to making my marinara. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then you asked me if I was uh, upset. And I really wasn't. But it wasn't that big a deal. But you asked and it was like, well, yeah, I'm f- I was you know, trying to finish a thought.
2: I didn't appreciate. And then you,
0: you took that as me saying that.
2: You hate uh,
0: me. Judging you as being a shrieking spaz.
2: Yes, that's how I felt. I felt very. I said to you, I said my feelings are really hurt because somehow your characterization of me, even though in the reenactment that I did of myself, it was yelling at the fly. I don't think that I actually got all loud about it. And but the maybe thing I is, did.
0: honey, I, I am one of the few people who loves your shrieking spazdom. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I just don't love being interrupted.
2: I, that's, but then, of Sam, course, here is the crux. Now go ahead.
0: Well, but I don't think anybody <laughs> likes being interrupted. It's not a big deal. So be a total spaz all you want. I love that. I'm the one didn't feel, who not feel loves didn't,
2: it. Didn't feel like you loved it last night. It felt like you
0: I'm it. the guy <laughs> who loves it.
2: How do you guys? How do you feel when you get interrupted? <laughs>
1: I usually don't really care because <laughs> I'm you. usually like, oh, if they have to say something more, go for it. Like you, you probably, you probably have a better idea. <laughs> so I'll just chill out. But. See you, Daniel. I, I, yeah.
0: It's, <laughs> listen, I, we could all afford to be a little bit more like Betsy. That's
1: But right. I will also say I'm never on the verge of saying anything too powerful. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so i'm always just kind of like
1: well, uh, uh, we're, we're, no you go ahead that's what i was thinking man so i'm never like i feel i would get mad if i was like i was gonna say something so good <laughs> i think that's how daniel
2: felt I, just, I i was in the midst of having uh, it was allison v fly from the from the get-go I just was trying to squeeze in a I conversation. I walked
0: onto the battlefield. It's my own fault. That's right. You know, no. the, the, the
3: skirmish was happening. Q is right here once again. Oh, my Thank God. You, <laughs> Thank you, sir. You Jesus, need to have why on don't all you remove time. your lips what? from his butt? Narcissism, <laughs> is one, narcissism is one kind of a plague, and people often conflate narcissism with vanity. I am not a narcissist. Narcissists expect that everybody hangs on their every word. My vanity is what requires your attention. And when you go away from uh, from what I'm saying to do something else, now you've hurt me. Now you've exposed my fear, which is what I have to say is not that important. I wish I could be more like Betsy and accept that everything that comes out of my mouth isn't a pearl of wisdom or otherwise, but that's not the way my uh, my brain works, or apparently Q's. Q and yeah. I may uh, run off together by the end of yeah. this podcast. Oh,
4: this I love just it. This
0: may become a, a two-man show. You can but, both- um, you,
3: but Q, will you steal a glass for me? Oh, of course. We're in. Yeah. <laughs> Final, Final it, test. Kidding.
2: You guys will, like, you'll both hang on each other's words, because you both get it.
0: Or we would interrupt each other. I'm not sure. Could go Or
3: Q. I was uh, your uh, your wife um, who doesn't care a lick about sports to a weird degree. She's like my wife who knows. I, I think that you have to set your brain to some. There there must be some setting that prevents. The absorption of information, whether you care about it or not. Yeah, I know about plenty of things that I don't care about, but they have uh, have seeped into my head nevertheless. Yeah, you claim Alla- this, and
2: then you can only name two Kardashians.
3: I well, I, it's funny. It's funny since we last spoke, I became aware that the the one who I thought was Chloe is not Chloe. Chloe is apparently dating the Blink One Eighty Two drummer Travis Barker which I didn't know about. No, I, said, I think Courtney, Chloe, Courtney
2: is dating her. Him.
3: Courtney is. Yeah. See, well, they, I did it again. Chloe's the one who likes hanging around hotel rooms looking to score NBA fellas.
2: Sure.
3: Courtney is the one who's with with Travis, Travis Parker. Parker. Yes. Dave, See, these are the things I didn't really know.
0: Dave, allow Allison now to tell you what she thought fly fishing was <laughs> until just a few weeks ago.
3: Oh,
1: no. <laughs> yes. No.
2: I thought... You catch the fish when they jump out of the water, and I didn't. She thought like you snag bear.
0: the fish out of the air with your with your. <laughs>
2: I thought maybe like she's you're a bear, catch, bear what, with, catching salmon, jumping or?
3: upstream, right? No, Just catching. Them I out of the knew air. that
2: you do this with the line. So imagine I thought,
0: that sport. I you. you- <laughs> You you throw it, the hook, through the air and catch a flying fish. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. The thing
1: that was interesting
2: about it was I'm like, I've literally never seen someone catching the fish when it's out of the air. When does it happen? Because I've seen footage of fly fishing.
3: But I just, that's what I thought it was. But that yeah. would put it. That would put everything, all the work, on the fish. Fish are dumb, <laughs> but they're not masochistic, are they? Like, well, I guess salmon are when they go back up and the bear gets them. But yes. So wait, the fish is jumping from its safe place, which yeah. is the body of water, and hooking and it itself onto the hook. The yep. hook isn't doing anything; it's just sitting there waiting to be hung mm-hmm. on like a shirt.
2: Uh, but I the, think the, you throw th- the hook into the fish when it emerges from the water. It. Lightning <laughs> the fast timings. reflex. Yeah. Like it. it sounds very hard.
0: <laughs> it, yeah. I, I, I position that if this was the sport, it would be the number one sport in the world.
3: <laughs> That's <I> mean, not...
0: <laughs> can you even imagine how great that would be?
3: That fish is the greatest jumper out of water uh, <laughs> the rivers have ever seen. But I was informed, uh, Q, your, your wife was uh, generous enough Spiritually, to let me know, even though she didn't care, to drop me a line after the fact to say, it turns out that uh, Daniel is an Eagles fan, not a Ravens fan. And so I I wanted to complete that circle of (laughs) the people who were hanging on the the edge of their seat to find out which team Q liked on the last episode I did with Allison. So now here's the big payoff it's the (laughs) Philadelphia Eagles, everybody. It
0: is Philadelphia, yes. I, uh, my father and his, my father's family is all from Philly, and I grew up in Tucson, and we just didn't have anything down there. So I just was a Philadelphia fan.
2: Now, up. to me, the Eagles is just the team that has the guy who's mean to dogs on it. Is he still on the team? <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, no, he was he's, long, he's retired. And well, also, good, he wasn't on the Eagles when that happened. He wasn't? I mean, he eventually, no, that, he was on them later, but when the whole dog stuff happened, he was not. Yeah. No.
3: This oh. reminds me of the time that Betsy was talking about that she couldn't have any babies because she didn't know if she was responsible enough. Same thing applies here. Yeah, you, you should hold it against the Eagles that they had a guy who wasn't nice to dogs because everybody else in pro sports is clean as a whistle. <laughs> <All laughs> I'm saying.
2: just saying, that's just, it, it permeated. The set, my anti-sports force field setting that I have, it, it pierced that because it, that was such a big story. Listen, you guys... <laughs> it's finally summer and we're actually going to have a real su- we've been having a real summer this year so naturally you want to look good after a year and change and that's where Faraday comes in they make the perfect clothes for summer Faraday is a family-run brand making high quality timeless clothing with modern design and functionality it's such high quality and it's also it's just it's the it's the perfect they make the perfect summer outfits Uh, You know, when you're searching for that ideal summer outfit, that set, that shirt, that dress that feels like you've had them for years, maybe it's in a gorgeous print and it fits so perfectly that feels almost too good to be vintage, but still looks like it might be, well, that's Faraday. I have this white shirt from them that I love and it does, it looks like, it's like one of those pieces where, where it looks like you've owned it for years And because it's like so perfectly comfortable, but it also somehow looks new at the same time. They're so confident in the quality of their stuff. They have a lifetime guarantee of quality. They'll replace or fix your clothes forever, no matter what. And to top it all off, Faraday is giving my listeners 20% off, 20% off so stock up on all your clothes for summer now. Head to com and use code BESTFRIEND at checkout to snag 20% off all your summer gear. That's code BESTFRIEND at Faraday, F-A-H-E-R-T-Y brand.com for 20% off. I also want to tell you guys about Manly Brands. Uh, they make wedding bands for dudes that you will love after countless hours spent jumping through jewelry store hoops in search of the engagement ring of your dreams. The last thing your man wants to do is run the same gauntlet again for his wedding band. Now, thanks to manly bands, he doesn't have to, which is truly a godsend for brides brides and grooms alike. Manly bands has awesome wedding bands in just about every type of earthly material imaginable. And even from space, uh, it is crazy. They have, Tungsten. They have. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I. I, My mind was being blown looking at the website, looking at all the different materials. They have like meteorite. Oh, here we go. Gold, wood, antler, steel, dinosaur bone, and even meteorites. To get started, have your guy order the manly ring sizer from Manly Bands to ensure that his ring will fit perfectly during work and play. Once he knows his size, it's time for the fun part. Manly Bands has an insane selection of materials to choose from. You can also choose from. Curated collections like the Jack Daniels Whiskey Barrel Collection, it's wood from Whiskey Barrels. And if he's feeling even more creative, he can customize his band from scratch, choosing the style, material, inlay, sleeve, and finish. Uh, and then once he's finished, Manly Bands offers free shipping worldwide, a 30-day exchange policy, and free warranty. To order his Manly Band and get 21% off, you guys, that's 1% more than 20 <laughs> Plus a free silicone ring. Go to manlybands.com slash best friend. That's manlybands.com slash best friend for twenty one percent off. Manly bands, the best damn rings, period. Tony, I have a probing question for you. Hmm. Wearing a wedding band and drumming at the same time, was that did that like cut into your finger
4: at all? Uh well the timing didn't overlap so much uh, in that, uh, so there I didn't have a ton of experience. But I think the few times that I was doing that, uh, I think I would usually take it off because it, yeah, it would kind of like the it would kind of pinch my finger right. between the Ooh. stick and the ring. Yeah, got it. Like it. Yeah.
2: Um. Okay, so we need to talk about grapes for a moment, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> when you were last on, you accused me Mm
1: -hmm.
2: of you accused my taste buds of not working properly when i said that i had tasted a cotton candy grape and i didn't get it Mm -hmm. and for you this was a test
3: well if you don't only that it it tastes exactly like cotton candy so the conclusion is you. you don't like cotton candy no, I like cotton candy.
2: My argument... All right, there's an, there's an element of this I want to leave out. Okay. Because it under... Now I w- will bring it in, but it undermines my point, and it does make me seem suspect. But you know what? I can't keep secrets from you. Okay. Let's, let, I wish I could roll the tape. I'll just have to replay it. I said I tasted a ca- cotton candy grape, and it, to me, it just tasted like a grape. Betsy, have you tried uh. these grapes?
1: No, I no. You all sound crazy. (laughs) Have you heard of them? Uh uh. Okay, this is I'm also not a big fruit head. Oh my god. I don't go out of my I like I'm truly not in I give me a a squishy pear sometimes and maybe an orange. But I don't I'm not a big fruit head.
2: Wow, you and Dave have some talking to do. I gotta
1: run. I I I gotta
3: go.
2: All right. There are these grapes, cotton candy grapes, that people go nuts over claiming they taste just like cotton candy, which is very intriguing to me. I tasted one. It just tasted like a grape. Uh Uh, I brought this up on the show.
0: When was this time that you think you tasted a cotton candy grape?
2: At Gelson's. When? Well, I don't... Exact date and time. All right. I believe it was 24. Fifteen. I don't know. It was with me? It was with you.
0: Yeah, okay. I thought you didn't remember that.
2: I do remember. See, this is what I'm saying. Whose side are you on? Daniel. <laughs> Daniel's memory of it was we did taste cotton candy grapes, and I agreed it tasted like cotton candy. And mm-hmm. my memory is that it just tastes like a grape.
0: Because so, it did. So, And I project what seems true to me onto you because... You're my wife.
2: Oh, so you're admitting that you don't remember that I said it just <laughs> tastes like a grape.
0: I, I declared that it did, and therefore you believe that it did.
2: No, that's not...
0: In my, in my memory.
2: Okay. So <laughs> then I brought it up on a show, and Jackie and Helen were like, what are sort of like, Betsy, what are cotton candy grapes? So apparently cotton candy grapes have not uh, penetrated the culture as much as I thought. I just know people who are rabid for them and who tweet about it and talk about it on podcasts and get very excited when they're in season. What? And I just don't get it.
3: It's like the Ted Lasso loving crowd. It's like, "Oh, it's great. It's really great. Settle down a little bit. Just settle
2: <laughs> down a little bit." About it. So Dave, I don't want you to feel deserted here, but when you came on the show, I agreed with you that the Ted Lasso hoopla was a little much. Oh, did we
3: talk about that? We did. Sorry, I don't mean. I don't mean. I I I hate that kind of cynicism. You know, it's nice people found the show they care about. Who am I to impugn it? I just think I think we were a little intense about it. (laughs) It's an earnesty show. That's true.
2: Um. (laughs) So we hadn't watched season two yet, and then we started it. Yeah, Dan- and I wasn't even that excited about starting it because to me the, it, it was a it's fine show. I didn't love it. Um, but Daniel's like, "I bet when we turn it on, you'll get into it so fast again because you know these characters." And we started watching it and I am fully into it now. I think I love the show. I look forward to it every week. So I don't I changed my mind, Dave. Now I'm I agree with the crowd.
3: The whole ro- the the episode that involved quoting rom-coms the whole way through was uh was great was really well done the top to bottom played uh um the rolling Stones song that got some shine over the last couple of years from whatever commercial was a part of um but that's a great number as well that was featured prominently in the episode so yes that was a splendid episode and you know what i like cotton candy grapes find them a little gimmicky for, yeah. For this, uh, for this analyst's uh, fruit, have an opinion. I I like them. They're not the end of the world for me.
2: Do you want to try to sway Betsy to appreciate fruit more? <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, I don't know if she's if she's uh, on the hunt for a coxman, as we discussed, like she should just go hang out in the fruit section there. That's apparently (laughs) according to movies and TV shows where you can find yourself a fella. You know, they're always just hanging around. They're like, look at this apple. Like, what's what's going on with the with the envy apples this season? Hi, I'm Dave. (laughs)
1: I just yeah, I mean. I don't know. I'm just not, in, I'm not into fruit that much. It's all fine.
3: I'd way rather have
1: potato chips <laughs> any day.
3: I, you know what? You mentioned <laughs> cheese way back at the top of the show. I have rediscovered an affection for cheese. I've, I've been eating a lot of cheese over the last 18 or so months. Yes. Um, salami. Had, yes. uh, has made its way back into into my life after decades and decades away and um yeah potato chips big big for me huge um, chip have you chip tried, have you tried the kettle chips Love i like kettle chips with salt salt vinegar for several years was the best kettle chip um you know i'll do respect to the new york cheddar and herb was very good mm-hmm. too and the honey mustard is strong, but they all are in the rearview mirror thanks to the dill pickle uh, flavored ones. Oh, oh we talked God. about those too. we We're just yes. rehashing everything <laughs> we already talked about. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I only think about so many things in my world. But Same. Betsy, the, the, the dill chip is just, I, I don't it's beyond my ability. It, what it tastes like is the whole deli, as I told Allison already. And the <laughs> right. Dax man. Yeah, you know, Trader
0: just tastes like a pickle. Trader Joe's has a, is uh, it pickle and a chip? Yeah, and it is one of the best of those that I've ever had. Yeah, <sighs> I keep hearing everybody rave about it, and
4: yeah, particularly the Trader Joe's one. I haven't had it's any of them yet though.
1: I was, Trader Joe's snacks rule. Have like, we? their produce is pretty rough. Like, I feel I've gotten probably fruit and veggies from there and, like, driven home and it went bad in the car <laughs> ride where I was just like, oh, <laughs> oh God damn it! But their snacks rule.
3: I'm a snob with Trader Joe's to, at least to the extent that people are like, uh, t- two-buck Chuck, or what's it called, three-buck Chuck, whatever it's called. Like, let's, I it's let's, that's, that's wine. That's good. that's good wine. I'm like doesn't meet my minimum standard I've, I've i've officially now crossed the line into snoot in the snooty wine having opinions and two buck chuck don't cut it for uh damashek anyway
1: i mean it can it can destroy you
3: <laughs> yeah like, maybe. it's really
1: great finding it's more expensive stuff but where you're like oh i don't feel like i'm gonna die the next day <laughs> that's kind of <Yeah>, right.
3: nice <laughs> like- you know what I, why isn't there yet? And maybe someone will listen to this and we'll, it'll be resolved in a couple of weeks from now. But where's the cotton candy wine?
2: Isn't that just Boone's?
0: Uh, right. I bet you there's a, a rosé or something. That's
2: Yeah. Um, I think I've shared this on this podcast, but uh, our son, Elliot, we went to Trader Joe's. <clears throat> it blew his mind. We got home and he said, Mommy, I want more of the snacks from Pirate Jones. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: and I feel but- that Pirate Jones really encapsulates the vibe of Trader Joe's
1: big time it's it might a be a better name,
3: name.
1: Yeah. I think it's a way more fun name
3: and then the Kids other ever want to go to the grocery store they would want to be going to Pirate Jones That's right though. right mm-hmm.
2: and the other story of my children which normally I save for childish but uh we were at my parents house and my four-year-old was uh laying, it was late, laying on the couch with a blanket over him. And the two-year-old came up and he kept going, night, night! And then he would put his head down on Elliot's feet. And Elliot did not, he kept like, he was getting so pissed, he kept kicking. And I was like, honey, don't kick your brother. And he'd be like, night, night! And he was just, he's two and a half and he was just, I Daniel, do you think he was doing it to annoy Elliot?
0: Oh, yeah. It's so funny to him when he, the way Elliot, reacts makes it so much more fun.
2: And I just kept saying, honey, don't kick your, Elliot, don't kick your brother. I know you're, I know you're annoyed, but don't kick your brother. And I felt as the older sister who felt that it was always unjust when my sister, my little sister, cutest little kid in the world would provoke me, I would react. And then my parents would tell me not to do something that felt so unfair to me. And I was doing it, I just was afraid that Elliot was really going to kick Owen in the face. But it was the whole thing repeating. It and it I mean, it wasn't it wasn't fair that I was coming down on Elliot at the same time I was trying to protect Owen's face.
0: I found myself when they were doing that earlier like in I was letting them do it and laughing. I don't know if that's good parenting, but it's like <laughs> I not. didn't have siblings, so for me Watching Owen annoy Elliot and Elliot get like really pissed off, and then make it more fun for Owen, was just delighting me. And then I I felt like a bad parent, but I don't know.
3: It's pretty clear that uh the that both parents uh, like Elliot more than they like Owen. <laughs> yeah. and that's my big take. That'll be Owen's thing to have to deal with growing up. So Owen's going to have to earn it.
0: <laughs> you know, build character.
2: I know you can't know someone's personality when they're two and a half, but I do think Owen is like going to be a party guy because he (laughs) he likes to go into a bedroom, turn the lights out and turn. He has like a turtle that lights up and he always wants to just do that. But he also is Classic party move. (laughs) He's like like a rave guy. But he's also very... He likes things to be very neat and orderly. So I don't know how these two sides of him are going to come together. (laughs) You know what I do know, though, is that it is time to say hello and welcome to my new patrons. (laughs) Hello, welcome, and thank you uh, to Abby and to Elizabeth Yandel. I hope you guys enjoy all the Patreon-ness. We said that the name for the patrons was going to be Friends with Benefits, which is very clever. I just haven't used it that much. But I hope you guys enjoy being Friends with Benefits. And I forgot to mention earlier that uh, if you sign up for an annual subscription, you get two months free. So 12 months for the price of 10. So patreon.com slash Alison Rosen. Patreon. Should we just do a couple quick just mirror everyone's? I think so.
1: Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right.
2: It's just taking a moment. Okay, here we go. Um, Wendy Wright says... Almost always eat my meals in the same order. Veggie first, next meat, carb last, which is also the order I like them from least to most. Okay, so she saves the best for
4: last. I I usually will save the best for last also. I might I might do bits of it here and there, but like I'll definitely like make sure that there's that's still left when everything else might be gone.
2: Yeah. I remember eating Smarties in like third grade and eating the grape first because they're disgusting to me
4: mm-hmm.
2: and then thinking, or I could just not eat them at all and just go straight for the ones I like and just put the ones I don't like aside.
1: Right. But I didn't do it. I like to build a final bite, you know, like, and sometimes that might be just the, the fun carbs or sometimes it might be like everything. But I always do look at, like, I kind of plan, like, oh, okay, this, this part's going to be my final bite that I will enjoy the most.
2: Some, that has been just me or everyone before, I think, that uh, people like to plan a final bite. I, yeah. My friend Katie loved pizza. She's a super unusual, per- unique person in that she loves pizza, but she yeah. would eat around one piece of pepperoni, and her last bite would just be a pepperoni with pizza under it. It was, like, perfect. The perfect mini pizza.
3: That's so smart. Oh, I'm going to do that. <laughs> That's, That's perfect. So yeah. I do like a, a, with a plate of food, like, I mean, the obvious one is Thanksgiving with the turkey and the gravy and the stuffing and the mashed. They all go together. So, of course, you shouldn't do them individually. You should let them blend and let them, you know, it's, uh, like America you know, let it's them melty all come pot. together, make stronger as one. Um, but you make it the candy thing is a good point. Lickamade, which still exists. I I'm pleased to report I've discovered this. <laughs> My kids enjoy it now, but made I always felt, or I didn't feel it at the time, but I came to realize as an adult was a disciplinary test <laughs> for, for children. It taught you how to uh, tighten your self-control because like you say, Allison, like the the lime sucks. The lime flavor is no good. It's just you have to get through it it's utilitarian at best it makes you appreciate the good flavor that is the pink aka cherry and then the purple is in between and but they would give you the three separate packets of the flavored sugar but only two of the sticks which by the Ah. way if they get if they sold the sticks standalone you would get them because they were good they were vanilla and subtle but very nice to eat on their own but they only gave you the two sticks. And if you had no discipline as a child, and if you were too aggressive, you could crack one of those Lickamade things. And if you crack the white thing, it has no value except as candy itself. You can't, it doesn't, it's not a utensil anymore. It can't be used for that. So you have to monitor how aggressive you're being and you have to use it sparingly enough at least so that you have a full stick to go in on, uh, on, on the uh, main event, the pink a.k.a. the cherry.
2: I agree pink is best. Now, I would put grape at the bottom. Grape is worse than lime for me. Daniel and I, this is a point of contention in our marriage. Well, My feelings about grape. Artificial grape. It just means
0: that I get to have grape when uh, you don't want it, so I get to have the grape. Yeah. Jelly beans or whatever.
3: All right. Grape candy. Whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa. You want to open up a can of worms? I mean, listen, it's open now. (laughs) Grape flavor. Grape candy flavor is a fascinating thing because grapes don't taste like grape candy. It is the they the tell. the grape candy flavor is the farthest away from the fruit it is intended to represent in the entire fruit kingdom and it's it's a concord grape flavor. You know, but it, the, every, but everybody signs all, all, grape, all grape candies, same exact flavor, but mm-hmm. it's not the grape flavor that we all enjoy when we eat seedless reds. And I'm not talking about the cotton candies now. No. You understand? Interesting. Yeah, I that don't was like it. My- I don't
2: like it one bit. I say let's close the gap and get it more toward what an actual
3: grape feel, tastes like. I, that's, what, that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's exactly right. And the one that best approximates the fruit it's intended, since you're wondering, is that uh, is generally green apple. Green apple yes. does a really. Not, you ever have a green is, apple Jolly Rancher? Ooh, peach Jolly Rancher too. Peach well is done, pretty Betsy.
1: good. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Peach is good. This is Betsy's. But on yeah, the green nose. apple is pretty like pretty accurate. All right, yeah. let's go around
2: worst candy. I'll start cuz there's one that I'm thinking about and it's bothering me that it even exists. One.
4: Candy in general or just flavor?
2: Worst candy in general. Mm. All right, here we go. Candy buttons. Those things, it's like it's like adding machine tape with yeah. little that dots. Was mine. Of, they're terrible. Oh, you yeah, you eat paper. It's so mm-hmm. gross. What's the mm-hmm. point?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. I remember those and just truly eating so much paper on it. Yeah.
2: So I say no to those. Who else oh. has a candy they hate?
1: I hate good and plenties.
2: Oh, interesting. I kind of like them. Do you hate Ew! Them? I'm what? sorry. they so gross. Do you hate The pl- white
3: and really pink really? ones or the, or the multicolored ones?
1: Multicolored, but aren't they all the
3: same nasty licorice? No, no, no no, no, no. The, the white fruities. and pinks are licorice, and those are even worse than the fruit variety ones.
1: Oh, those are- no, than the, the white and pink ones. Yeah, I didn't even know there. they had a fruit variety. Like, yeah, there's uh-uh. Good
2: and Fruities, which are the, the oh. variety. And the, mm. they don't even taste like fruit, but they're fruity. And then there's the Good and Plenties, which are white and pink, and those are black licorice. And I'm okay with them. I enjoy uh. a candy shell. I enjoy
1: some black. Do you hate black licorice? Uh. Yes, I can't handle it one bit. Well, there you go.
0: Can I'm handle to like one it. Bit. So I'll, I'll throw two. Since my worst has already been mentioned, I'll say two that I'm not a huge fan of. One, the Boston Baked Beans. Oh, not, a, not a fan. Too okay. crunchy. Like, they're just not satisfying. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to remember what the other one was. Oh, oh Dots. Too chewy. They get too stuck in your teeth.
3: Oh, You got to oh, yeah. ease off. You got to get to that. Like, juju bees, you could charge with the same crime, yeah. and they'll, they'll really tug at the fillings, you know? Yeah, I
0: feel like they need to get with the Swedish fish uh, people and get closer mm-hmm. to that. That's the right, you mm-hmm. know?
2: Yeah, I like mm-hmm. Swedish fish have a good consistency. I, I feel like I recently locked horns with someone on Twitter over, or in real life, over Swedish fish, because they were like, is there anything worse than Swedish fish? And I'm like, what are you talking about?
0: Yeah, genocide. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, dude.
3: I can think of lots of things. Yeah, Dave, what yeah. about you? Uh, I think our most overrated ingredient in uh, dessert stuff is marshmallow. Oh, marshmallow. I don't. I don't know where it gets off Whoa. with all the all, all the affection people have for marshmallow. What does it exactly contribute to anything? I I'm not above a s'more, but I think you can get away with a nice s'more. And not have the marshmallow on it. The melted chocolate and the and the and graham cracker yeah. is is more important. The, the 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 marshmallow, even in its best concoction, is at best a distant third in in that recipe. And otherwise, I mean, I I I don't understand when people like marshmallow flavoring and Also, you know what's a close cousin to that? White chocolate. Also, not good. I white chocolate. I enjoy mm-hmm. white chocolate.
1: We made s'mores, but instead of graham crackers with chocolate chip cookies. And Mm. that ruled. Mm -hmm. That does sound good. mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes sense.
2: I heard someone recently refer to a singular s'more as a s'mores. And I thought, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. Maybe that's right.
3: Oh. Thumbs down.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's emotionally how I felt about it. Marshmallow
0: topping is one of those things, whenever (laughs) I think about it in the grocery store, I think, how is it that enough people buy this to keep it stocked in the grocery store? (laughs) Yes.
3: Ain't that that right about so many? I love, they've kind of gone the way of the dodo bird on like Food Network. But there was a time, maybe a decade, 15 years ago, where there were always those like episodic documentaries about like, let's go to the honey factory and see what goes on. And it's I always this conveyor those. belt of like thousands and thousands and thousands of things of honey being generated every hour. And like people obsessively watching them, like uh, Lucy on the old show or Laverne and Shirley and everything. And it's like, how is there this much honey being consumed? Yeah. I, 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 I can't fathom that there are that many people on the out there looking for new honey, I got to get a new thing of honey. Like, if you buy a yeah. honey, doesn't it last for like two years? So yes. even if yeah. you are a honey, even if you have great affection for honey, how much honey are you using in one j- before you have to go get a new jar of it? Yeah. I, I, I I'm fascinated by I, it.
0: Yeah, my in my imagination at the, at the marshmallow topping factory, it's like just a, a room. They package it up for the year, and that's that's it. That's like. <laughs> That like was day. <laughs> like four
3: days of work. Like four. Oh, it's my busy season. We got to go in for three and a half days and <laughs> yeah. do the year's work of marshmallow making. Hit right. me up though after that because then my schedule's wide open for like <laughs> exactly. eleven months and and three weeks. Exactly.
2: Tony, yeah. what about you? Uh,
4: well, I'll say two things. What overall flavor that I? I think I've talked about this before. That I just, I don't like anything flavored this way or the actual thing. I am very anti-banana. Do not <sighs> like bananas in okay. any way.
3: Okay. As a candy for sure. I don't like the texture of the real thing either, but yeah. yeah.
4: I don't like anything about it. And then as far as specific candies, I'm surprised no one said this. Uh And I'm going to, uh I'm going to let, uh, I'm going to answer musically. This is not my <gasps> musical answer, but this is my friend's Paul and Storm. And they have this, it's literally a 10 second song. And here's my answer through my friends, Paul and Storm.
3: <laughs> well, that's Necco Wafers, the candy that nobody likes.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think a candy button is worse, but Necco wafer, yeah, because what flavor is it? Clove?
1: Chalk. Yeah, it's chalk. <laughs> yeah, chalk. It's
2: pretty bad. It's pretty depression era feeling.
0: Yeah, those like old-timey novelty candies are always disappointing.
2: And yet, an old timey novelty candy store is fun to walk into.
0: My stepdad yeah. used to eat all the time lavender flavored candies, little like, yeah. you know, they come in those like oval tins. And that's always like, okay, it's like sweet flour.
3: Whoa. Dawn of this millennium, it, you know, it felt like we were really heading in a new and exciting direction. I, I've celebrated before that, you know, all a man's recorded history. It's neat to be alive for tentpole events, you know, in in man's recorded history. And someone around 2002 or thereabouts was like, what if delicious dark chocolate? What if we throw some sea salt in there with it, some kosher salt in there with Mm -hmm. it? And it sings. It's delicious. And no one's ever had it except for those of us walking the Big Blue Marble now. It was a great it was a great run. It, or at least it seemed like better days were ahead. But now I'm with you on the old, old timey candies are gross, but also the new ones are all extreme they don't have the E it's like X dream sour <laughs> And they're like, it's too much. Like I I feel like a a curmudgeon when I see it, but I can tell by looking. It's like liquids that are super. I don't know why. Who decided that all candies or most of them now should be sour?s And why so many kids have proven to be dupes and suckers? The old, (laughs) the the man feeding them the sour jazz, and they're like, "Give us more, man." You know, I I, I don't don't care for any of it.
2: Well, not not our guys, because I don't know why we have. The apocalypse-sized bag of Pez candies, but Elliot and Owen have been working through some Pez for like a year now. <laughs> but all that's left now, they also make extreme sour Pez, and no one likes them. Owen will accept them. But He's a little more <laughs> Elliot agreeable. Will eat
0: the the sour apple one, but
2: oh, he will. Like but the they one. don't. That's not what they want. It's not the first choice. <laughs> it went last.
0: But I, I mean, Owen's a Dave, good guy. It's frustrating though. because when you go to buy gummy candy, like so often, you'll accidentally just. Most of them now are just sour gummy. I just want plain ass gummy. You know, I went to get like peach rings for yes. the boys, thinking they'd like a sour peach rings. Like what?
1: I can get behind some sour gummies. Yes, I but that's like
0: the, that should fun. be the exception. True. You know what I mean? Like
3: not the main event you know yeah you bring them in it's like a bringing in a a a lefty closer to face one or two batters and then it's back to normal but you don't you don't just say like let's run the middle reliever the whole game nobody wants that allison knows what i'm talking
2: i know what you're i've made this (laughs) that same point i think it all started with remember when sour patch kids were the outliers and now everything's a sour patch kid
0: yeah and and not to get on the whole like these kids today uh kind of trip, but it's like don't act like sour is as extreme as a fireball, because it ain't.
1: Dude. I can handle sour
0: any day.
1: Dude. Uh, right? Yeah. Fireballs, so. man. Those were like like uh in like fourth grade, like you were cool if you could eat <laughs> A bunch of those in one day, you know, like that was extreme. It just like, yeah, you rule, man. Like, I remember just like kind of prepping myself, being like, "It's gonna be good. You're gonna burn your tongue, but it's gonna be worth it, man." Yeah, <laughs> do, they still, I re- oh, do they still make those? They got to, right?
3: I Think so. Justin is gonna be blown away. When <laughs> I suck <laughs> like, on this fireball for the entire oh. class. Whoa, Wilma. So's the dog. That was a Wilma. Yeah, sour yeah the 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 that was the same that's another bad candy too is the uh the jawbreaker the the one that like the what is it called it's called a jawbreaker. the one that just sucks forever right the one that just keeps going and it has all the flavors but nobody ever tells you that every flavor sucks it might (laughs) it it it, it might have a slight difference from the one that came before it but the one thing it has in common with with it its predecessor is they both suck
1: And just kids working on them for, like, months and just pulling them out of the same nasty bed and just, like, not enjoying it one bit, but be like, I gotta finish it, man.
2: Yeah. I have a memory of trying to bite down on a jawbreaker, like, just running out of patience and just, like, really risking my teeth by trying to bite on it. Well, this has been a fun trip around the candy aisle and also a super duper fun episode. Um, I want to remind you guys, if you enjoy what what you're hearing, please make sure you're subscribed or following or whatever the language is in your app of choice. Um, and please, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a nice comment on Apple podcasts. It's been, we're overdue for doing an iTunes comments of the week. So I will do that soon. So get those comments in five stars, please. And, um, I'm on Cameo. I already mentioned Patreon, of course. What am I forgetting? Hell yeah. What am I
1: forgetting?
2: <laughs> oh, follow me on social media, at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and, and, and send in your just me or everyone's or your which is worse. If you do which is worse, use hashtag worse uh, to tweet them to at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Um, Betsy, where can we find you? What should we look out for?
1: Oh my, Uh you can follow me on Instagram at Betsy Sedaro, and then I have a couple podcasts. One's A Funny Feeling, where me and Marcy Jaro, we um, talk to our friends about paranormal experiences they've had and stuff, and then another one called We Love Trash that's on Patreon, where me and Mono Agapian just celebrate everything that's trashy and nasty. Uh, yeah love check it check out Dave what about you we love trash
3: I'm checking that one out uh, yeah. I do uh, I talk sports and uh, Allison knows that she loves it um, <laughs> and uh, it's minus three and it's extra points with uh, cousin Sal and Kevin Hench you oh, know you know football season's here if you care about that uh, then check these shows out otherwise screw <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Daniel what about you
0: uh, you can find me at Daniel Quants on Instagram, and also I'm very excited to announce uh, Quabi. We got the uh, second round of funding, but they want to turn it into a uh, a uh, uh, <laughs> what do you call it? What's a Bitcoin? God damn it! A Crypto-
2: cryptocurrency.
0: Cryptocurrency Quabi coin.
2: Oh, that's good.
0: So, I don't know. We're gonna do a take two. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do you want to do it again? It's a hot pitch. No, 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 no. <laughs>
0: It's fine. Well, it's a stupid bit.
2: I, I'm definitely going to buy a lot of Quabby coin. How's it priced right now?
0: Uh, I don't know. We're going in at uh, a dollar. What's a, what is that? How does that work?
2: I have no idea. <laughs> Listen, all no the
0: influencers clear. are doing this now, right? They all got their like, cryptos.
2: Is it an NFT? I don't know what any of these things are. No.
0: Yeah, I'm going to do an NFT too. Why not? Just get... do you you know? guys got to invest your money.
2: Do it. Okay. Uh, And
4: Tony, what about you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. And my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. And also if you're in the LA area, September 2nd, I'm going to be playing at the Federal in North Hollywood with Don't Stop or We'll Die. And I'm also playing with Townland, the opening band, which is our friend Matt Gorley's band. So uh, come out if you're in the LA area, September 2nd.
2: Wonderful. Ooh. Thank you guys so much. This was truly super duper fun. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye.
0: Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend.